You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. The Bait Shop, Newport's own music venue. The hippest place, the hottest band, the coolest drinks. The Bait Shop is the prime stop on the pier for nightly entertainment. Whether you're on a date or it's just a group hang, nothing beats a night at The Bait Shop. to Let's Talk OC and OC Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And this week we're discussing season three, episode 20, The Day After Tomorrow. Original air date, April 6, 2006, written by Layla Gerstein and directed by Norman Buckley. College acceptance and rejection letters arrive. Seth does not get into Brown, which leads him to lie to Summer. Ryan gets into Berkeley and forces him to think about his future plans with Sadie. Oh, baby. (laughs) My gosh, what a frustrating episode, right? So frustrating. I mean, mostly frustrating on the aspect of Seth. Yes. But, yeah, overall, everyone was making interesting choices in this episode. Yes. Uh, Our scoop of the week from our buddy Del underscore Vasto, Mike, He paired this episode with purple cotton candy ice cream with a scoop of vanilla. Oh, yum. His reasoning is, I chose these because purple and white are the colors of the university I went to for undergrad, and I also wore a sweater from my university in honor of the sweatshirt party. That's so cute. So cute. Purple cotton candy ice cream. Who knew? Who knew? Delicious. I know. I've had cotton candy ice cream, but I'm not sure what the color was. I feel like it was multicolor. Yeah, or generally blue. When I used to work at Cold Stone, it was like a very pale blue. Yes. Yeah. All righty. Let's get into it, shall we? Shall we? Shall we? All right. So the episode opens. It's nighttime. We're at the Coen's. Uh, Summer and Seth are in Seth's bedroom and they're trying on winter clothes. Summer went a little bit crazy because in her mind, they're both going to Brown next year and they need warm clothing. Yeah, matching his and her parkas. Yep. And Seth (laughs) is trying on these red long johns. And I love the parkas, by the way. I think they look great. They're adorable. Yeah. Seth thinks she's jumping the gun on the clothing. And then they get into this conversation of. If Summer, if well, Summer would not go to Brown if Seth did not get in. Right. So they're setting you up already in the first scene. Of, yes. And Summer does even say that, you know, this is Seth's dream and her dream is to be with the one she loves. Right. And Seth thinks this is so crazy because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like you have to go. Right. If I don't get in. So he ends up leaving the room. He goes downstairs. He's still in his long drawns and parka. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ryan and Sadie, they're making out in the pool house. And uh, yeah. This and- is just like, to me, I wrote in my notes, why does this always have to be a whole romantic thing? Not that like it shouldn't them? be. Yeah, not that it shouldn't be. But it's like every single time there's candles lit and like it's just always like they always claim they have to have the perfect night. And I'm like, it's not realistic to me, but it's 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 cute nonetheless. But I'm already kind of over it. But continue. No, you're absolutely right. I think this comes with Ryan thinking he 
not thinking, but feeling he's the happiest he's ever felt. And Sadie also coming with, we have to have the right moment. And so that means candles. Yeah, I suppose. Right. But anyway, so he, they're talking in between kissing. He says he made her dinner. And Sadie mentions how there's 90 days that the house is in escrow. So she'll be in the house for 90 days. Right. Which and is a lot. It's a long it's, time. It's three months. Yeah. And then he's talking about college and he's like, I don't want to talk about college. She mentions it, not him. And she makes a point to say, well, you can't ignore the future. It doesn't go away. So this kind of like right here ruins the mood. Definitely. And Ryan's like, you know what? I'm going to get up. I'll check on the burgers. So he walks into the kitchen to Seth having the freezer open and fridge open because Seth is cooling himself down. (laughs) The parkers are warm. Very warm. And they both catch up at this point. Seth gives Ryan water and they're just like the both of them are super lost at this point. Oh, yeah. And Ryan, uh, Seth makes a point to say there's a cold front coming in. Right. Like foreshadowing. Yeah. So the next morning, we're at the Roberts, and Marissa and Summer are still not talking. She makes a snide remark saying, oh, are you going to school today? And Julie talks about college, and she tells Marissa, like, listen, you got to apologize about your friend in the motorcycle making noise because you woke Neil up last night. Marissa storms off, and Julie then asks Summer again, like, how worried should she be? And then this is when Neil enters and he's like, how's my daughter? How are you? And Summer, again, she covers for Marissa and she's like, oh, Marissa left early. She's just so nervous about getting the college letters. Yeah, I love this about Summer. Um, I feel like she's not doing it, obviously, for Marissa's benefit. She's doing it for Julie's. And I just think that it's really, it's so sweet to see that she cares that how what impression Julie makes on her father because obviously he is very impressionable and things generally rub him the wrong way a lot of times and so I like this that Summer is like pro Julie and trying to make the situation better even though it's so shitty I mean Marissa leaves and she's so nasty she's like don't worry mom I won't ruin this reputation for you or something like that I forget what she says but it's like ugh She's so nasty to her mom. Right. I know. And because Summer, she loves her dad. She just wants her dad to be happy. And she knows that Julie is doing that for her. But she also overheard, like, last week we talked about hearing how this is a trial run. Right. And so she doesn't want it to fail, you know, because of Marissa. (sighs) Right. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So we head to school and we have Ryan, Seth, Summer, and Taylor and Taylor is very chipper. She needs to talk about the college bonfire. She's looking for Marissa. Everyone's trying to scurry away from her. And Summer's like, well, good luck with that. And she's like, well, Marissa's supposed to get the food. And yeah, I thought Taylor- this was interesting. Because I f- you forget that she's on the social chair because she's been so absent from her normal life and duties. So we forget that she still has these responsibilities and Taylor's like, where are you? Where's, you know, I need her for the food. And you're like, oh wait, Marissa, like she obviously is not going to show up for them or help them out at this point in her life. When really she was head of social chair 
before she left Harbor and right. went to Newport Union. And so when she came back, I guess she was just thrown into her old position again, which yeah. we didn't see. Right. That clearly. But let's like, when's the last time you guys had a meeting? Mm-hmm. So to just assume that Marissa is down, I guess, again, it's like, well, Marissa's supposed to get the food. That's what her position does. Anyway, she's nowhere to be found. So Taylor calls the Korean restaurant, asks about how much kimchi she can get for the bonfire. Mm, love some kimchi. Marissa, she's off in the distance. She is on the phone with Volchuk. She's talking to him about college letters and how Summers and her are still fighting. And this is the first time we see Volchuk's apartment. So Marissa's mm. in school talking on the phone, but Volchuk, he's in his apartment. What do you think of his apartment? Did you remember it? Yeah, sort of. It looks yeah. like very, it's like artsy, but run down and obviously Grungy. full of, yeah, full of shit and drugs and cigarettes and whatever. But yeah, and it's funny too, because she says, um, she's like something like, oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear from you. And he's like, oh, wow, nobody ever has said that to me before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He mentions that there's going to be a party on the beach later. And Marissa's like, great. Can you come pick me up? Yeah. So they head on over to the Roberts. Marissa, she wants to just grab a jacket. And he asks if she can get some beer money. Yeah. And they make it a point to like show her taking money out of, I'm assuming it was Julie's pocketbook. Yeah, right? of course. She's gonna, yeah, she's going to steal money. So she goes in the house, she gets her jacket, and Julie's bag is just right in the foyer on the table. <laughs> Probably not smart. <laughs> right. And so while she's looking through the wallet to take some money, she sees the mail. And in the mail is a Berkeley envelope. She opens it, and she did indeed get into Berkeley. Which is awesome. Which is huge, but Marissa looks at it. You could tell that she hovers over it like, oh my God, but then she throws it out. Right. Like she's obviously mixed emotions like, wow, that's great. But also like, ugh, I can't even think about college right now. Right. Ryan, he stops by Sadie's after school and they're having their little moment. She's like, I can read palms. I can tell that you're going to be rich. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. With this I'm sexual get, yeah. tension yet again. I know. <laughs> I'm, you know, here's a warning that you're going to fall for dark hair beauties and that you're going to get into college. And then they start making out. It's like, oh, geez. But this, this is just, there is a scene that happens in the end of this episode, which I cannot wait to talk to you about. Mm. But. All of these Sadie and Ryan scenes of just like the built up intensity. Yeah. Just come to a shatter at the end. Oh, yeah. Like a very like. Abrupt shatter. Yes. An abrupt shatter. You're absolutely right. And there's one line in particular, which I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. So we then have this montage scene of Seth, Ryan, and Summer all getting their college letters. Yeah. Summer Great music opens in this episode, by the way. Great. Yeah. Summer gets hers. She gets in. Ryan gets the Berkeley envelope. He got in. And they each say, oh, my God. And then Seth gets his. He goes upstairs. He's the only one that doesn't open it right away. He sits in his bedroom. He opens it. And we see that Seth did not get into Brown. And he says, Oh, my God. Yeah, that's huge. Which I just love the use of, oh, my God, (laughs) in this sequence because there's excitement and then there's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. 
Summer comes over. I absolutely love this scene. Oh my God, same. Yeah, she comes in. Obviously, she's so excited because she got in and she enters and she sees Ryan and Ryan's like, did you get in? And she's like, I did. And she's like, did you get in? He's like, I did. And they hug. And I love it. Oh I my God. love. It's so wonderful. And they're both like, congratulations. And she's like, where's Seth? And so Seth comes down and he's like, what's going on, guys? And she's like, oh my God, tell me you got in. And Ryan's looking at him and Seth's like, yeah, of course I got in. Oh my God. And she, she's like about to kill him. She's like, oh my God, you're messing with me. And my emotions, and then they have a group hug, which is a really cute group hug, but we know deep down, like, yeah, Seth this is, is just, just so... Very frustrating. Absolutely classic Seth. It is. And it's like, it is. you need to fucking grow up, dude. I know. It's awful. <laughs> I know. So the next morning, Seth's in his bedroom, he's in his bathrobe, and he's on hold with Brown. And he's talking to their... Uh, administration and trying to get an answer of like, are you sure you didn't make a mistake about me not getting in? Is there a period where I can get in? Can I reapply? And people, the people on the other line think he's being sarcastic. And then he starts to be like, listen, my girlfriend. And then he gets hung up on. Yeah. He's like, so, shit. <laughs> yeah. Downstairs, Kirsten and Sandy, they're in the kitchen. I love and this scene too. I know. And they say good morning and they're like, forget our problems for the day. Our kids got into college. We did it. Yeah. Like we're good parents. <laughs> yeah. And Seth and Ryan come down and they're like, we're so proud of you. You did the work, but you know, our genes should get some credit, which is so sweet. And they're so excited for Ryan. They're like, oh my gosh, the next generation Berkeley man. And they're like, we have to have a celebration dinner. So invite your ladies over. Right. So, over at the Roberts, Julie calls Marissa. She's missing. She didn't come home last night because we know she's at Volchuk's. And Neil comes out to breakfast and he tells Julie, like, oh, I found this in the trash. And it was Marissa's acceptance letter to Berkeley. Yeah, because Julie thinks that Marissa maybe didn't even get in and she's like avoiding Julie. Because she's embarrassed, but Neil's like, uh, no, she did get in, but this was in the trash, so we need to have a talk here. <laughs> yeah, and he also makes a point to say, we both know that she didn't spend the night here. Right. Marissa, like we said, she crashed at Volchuk's, and I love this scene because it's, the way it's lit, Volchuk's apartment. Yeah, it's cool. And so she... The, the shot opens up with a bird's eye view of her and Volchuk on the bed. It's morning or maybe it's mid mid morning. Yeah, uh, she early says it's fourth afternoon. period. <laughs> yeah. And Marissa gets up. She's getting dressed and she tells Volchuk, like, I figured I'd make an appearance today. She tells him about the college party, about wearing your sweatshirts you got into. And he's like, oh, that's so lame. Yeah. He's like, are you really thinking about college She's like, actually, I was. Is that so hard to believe? Yeah. And then he says, like, listen, we're going to Baja for the weekend. We're going to surf. We're going to smoke. Do you want to come or you can't miss your lame party? Which is like, I get it. I was just it. surprised that she was even thinking about going to it. To which? The to party go or to the Baja? party? To go, to go to the party. 
Well, I think there's a part of her that does miss that old life and she knows she kind of does have an obligation. Yeah. She's like, I have to go. That's her phrase. I have to. Right. Obviously not that she wants to, but I was just like, oh, okay. So she still feels like she has a commitment somewhere. So that's good. (laughs) Yes. At Harbor, Summer approaches Ryan, which I love. She's like, Atwood, have you seen Skeletor? (laughs) She's looking for Seth. And Ryan's like, oh, I haven't really seen him. But she, he's like, oh, you're going to come to dinner tonight, right, to celebrate. And she's like, what dinner? And he's like, oh, I'm sure he meant to tell you. And so Summer grabs his hair and, like, yanks it. And she's like, make sure you tell him. Yeah, give I him that this. message. Right. I love that. Meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, Seth is right in front of them on the couch, but he's, like, sunken he's into hiding, it. yeah. And so Ryan's like, is everything okay? And... He's Seth's like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. And then Ryan brings up Sadie, and Seth's like, did you tell her you got into Berkeley? And he's like, no, not yet. It's just so weird when you're the only one. One of you is going to college. Right. And, and we're supposed to assume that she is of college age, though, right? We think she's, like, a year older than him. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, all right, so I guess she's just pursuing her jewelry business, Right. Not necess- she does not have to not go to college, though. Like, I guess maybe it's been talked about. Maybe that's just not her path. But like, it is. It's, it's awkward. For her. Right. Yeah, it is awkward. And again, Sadie and Ryan are just all over the place yeah. and going at a very rapid speed. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> it is. So after school, Ryan uh, heads to Sadie's. She's making jewelry and she says congratulations and he's like how did you know and she's like well I figured when you didn't call but she says like I'm actually I'm very happy for you but we need to talk about you know the big elephant in the room of like what are we going to do and Ryan's like well I don't have to leave until until August and she like cuts him off and she's like listen my (laughs) biggest pet peeve is like when boys tell me I'm amazing but then dump me Right. But like he wasn't going to dump her. And then he does say, well, if you would let me finish, I was going to tell you that like I'm the happiest I've ever been with you and like whatever we need to do to make it work. I want to do that. So I'm just like, what is happening? I know. And so Ah! she's she right. Exactly. And she's like, well, my jewelry business is portable. I would move with you if you wanted me to. Right. And he's, he's like, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so they're all at this point oh in time. They're so excited. They're so chipper. They head to dinner because it's celebration night at the Cohen's. Oh, my God. Summer. I loved summer, but hated oh this God. whole thing. No, I know. But summer arrives in her brown garb. Yeah. She's so cute. And Ryan and Sadie arrive. And it's family dinner time. They go outside. And so Ryan starts telling them about the idea of him and Sadie. And Sandy and Kirsten are kind of caught off guard. Like, when did you decide this? Yeah, they're and shocked. It's, it's so awkward. Everybody's looking at each other. And then Summer chimes in. She's like, I think this is a great idea. Finding the right person and being with them isn't that the point of life, you know? And then nobody says anything after that. Nothing. And then Sadie's and- like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, you couldn't have just stuck it out, Sadie? Okay. Did you also notice that none of that food was touched? No. Oh, I did. The, all the plates were full. <sighs> I fucking hate that. 
yeah, so dinner is super awkward. Seth brings Summer home. And he's all like, I can't believe, like, what the heck is Ryan thinking? And Summer's like, I don't know. I think it's really romantic to know that if you want to be with someone and you're following them. And Seth's like, well, who knows at 18? She's and like, then, I do. <laughs> yeah, and Summer's like, uh, I do. And then Seth doesn't say anything. And so because Seth isn't talking, it, set, it speaks volumes. And so she storms out of the car. Right. She's like, oh, my God, you don't think we're like endgame, essentially. Which, like, poor Summer. Through oh all of this. So, and especially in the next episode, too, mm. which I'll have to talk to you about. In yes, later Dark. on. But it's, it is heart-wrenching. It's heartbreaking right? to watch. And it's, it could have been just avoided if people yeah. would just tell the truth. I know. So the next morning, we have Marissa. She's packing in her room because she's packing for the weekend. And Julie enters, and she's like, I just want to talk to you. And Marissa's like, this isn't about you. And she mentions Berkeley. She's like, I know you got in. I believe in you. You deserve this. Please don't give up on yourself. You have no idea how much I want this for you. Right. I love that. I know. Me too. And she's like, just think about it. And so Marissa, she softens a little bit. She does. And she agrees that she will think about it, which I loved because I feel like this was like a peace offering of, okay, good mother daughter. Yeah. Like you see a little bit of her, like you said, softening. You're like, okay, maybe there's still hope in her. Right. So Marissa ends up calling Volchak and she tells him that she cannot go to Baja. And he's like, whatever. But he hangs up the phone and we do see him lingering. And at this point, because Aunt watched the episode with me and he's like, see, he's so upset. He just (laughs) wants to be with her. Uh, Well, (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong. I think he was like, oh, you know, she's. Going back, not going back to her old ways, but she's letting that, you know, past life kind of conflict her. And right. he probably just want you know, wants her all to himself. I, I get it. Yeah. No, I get it, too. Uh, at the Cullens, we have Seth. He's in his bedroom. He's underneath the covers. Ryan brings him coffee. And <laughs> Ryan says, you know what? Last night, bringing up Sadie the way we handled it with Sandy and Kirsten, probably not the best way yeah, to go about I'm it. I'm glad he understood. <laughs> yeah. Seth says that him and Summer got into a soul-crushing fight about Brown. And then Ryan pauses and he says and asks, Seth, did you really get into Brown? And Seth, of course, starts smiling. He's like, did I did I get in? And you see him going. He's like, how, how did I not get in? Yeah. He's, I didn't get in. I didn't get in. And... Ryan's like, why are you lying about it? If you didn't get in, like, uh, why are you lying about it? And so Seth's only answer, this is like the biggest thing, is that if I didn't go, if I didn't get in and I didn't go, then Summer wouldn't go. And I can't have that happen. I like, I understand the reasoning, but later on, your reasoning is awful. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you yeah, could, yeah we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll- Right. And so Ryan's like, well, you still have to tell her and you have to let her make that decision. Right. So Ryan, he heads to Sadie to to meet Sadie at the diner and he tells her about the college party and he wants Sadie to go with her. And then he also apologizes about the awkward family dinner. 
And so then Sadie continues to go, well, you know what? Like, maybe we actually need to think about this. Right. Do we really She's, like, want- giving him an out, kind of. Like, you're going to go off to college, and you need to find yourself in college, and, like, why should I stop that? And I'm like, okay, Sadie, good. Like, we're getting some logic here. But then Ryan is just like, no. I'm more myself with, with you than I've ever been in, like, my entire life. And she's like, okay. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, no. Come on, kids. I, I know. Uh, well, so then Ryan, he heads home. He has a talk with Sandy. Sandy comes in and gives Ryan his vintage old Berkeley sweatshirt. Oh, I loved. So sweet. And then he's like, I thought that maybe Sadie would want to wear one as well. And he gives him Kirsten's to so borrow. Cute. Love this. Yeah. He also apologizes for the awkward dinner. And he's like, listen, we love Sadie. But I spoke to Paul Glass, who we met, you know, when he came down for dinner and he talked to Ryan and Marissa about getting into Berkeley. Do you remember that? We, we yes. met him? Yeah. Uh, and he mentions, he's like, you know, I could get you into the dorm I stayed in and <laughs> that would cover you lodging and I could cover your food. But if you and Sadie decide to move there together, you guys are going to have to get an apartment and you're going to have to figure out your food situation. And right. He's throwing him all the adult situations that are going to come up as they're there. And Ryan's like, oh, like, I didn't think about these things. Yeah, and Sandy, he agrees. He's like, how could you? Like, it happened so fast. And then Sandy, he starts telling him a story about, like, how he almost didn't make it to Berkeley, and he was so terrified. And it kind of abruptly ends. And But Ryan gets the picture of, like, I'm not staying with Sadie because I'm scared. Right. If anyone, I feel like you'd be staying with, like, Seth because he's scared like you know that comfort Sadie he's just lost in this moment of things are so great we have such like lust for each other yeah not knowing but yeah he just wants to not lose her and I understand that like they just started dating so why if it's going so well how do you just abruptly stop it right especially since it kind of just got started yeah not even right you know but anyway so this talk with sandy really resonated with ryan he goes to pick up sadie and you could tell that he wants to bring some things up but she is so excited she says she has huge news and she knows this jewelry gallery who will sell her jewelry in the bay area which is perfect because that means she'll have a job and she'll have income and that this is great. They could live together in the Berkeley area. What did you think Ryan was going to say? I think he was going to talk more about, like, do you think this could actually work? Because right. these are the logistics that I'm right. now like, made aware maybe of. Maybe it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't say that. No. Uh, but Ryan's just like, I. that's great. I just wanted to let you know that Sandy and Kirsten are fine about us, which yeah. is a lie. Kind of. It's not really a lie. It's just kind right. Of a, They're like, a you know, we'll, we'll support you, but this is how we feel. We're still your parents, and don't think it's like the most logical thing you've ever done, but still love you. Yeah, and then she makes a point to say, 
is it weird that I'm not wearing a sweatshirt? And he goes, no, but he never gives her the sweatshirt. Right. Like he, 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 A, never brought it or B, was just like after that, like not going to give it to her. And it's like, okay, that speaks volumes because he's purposefully not letting her be included or like making her feel included. He's just right. like, ah, you know, you'll be fine. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I felt like at that moment when he talked to Sandy, it kind of clicked for him. Like, I'm not going to give her this sweatshirt because I'm not actually sure where we stand. Right. Like he kind of made his decision in that. So, yeah. Seth decides that he is going to talk to Summer. So he gets to Summer and she's not there because she's actually with Taylor at the Korean restaurant picking up kimchi. And her and Taylor have a funny talk about Seth and why he's acting the way he's acting. Uh, but while Seth is looking for Summer, he's in her bedroom and he finds her vision board and it's all him and Summer at Brown and right. college life and together forever. And this like totally penetrates Seth's brain. <sighs> yeah. I know. Oy. So Summer gets home when she's finished with Taylor and her and Marissa finally talk, which yeah. I like normal human beings. Scene. Yeah. yeah, me too. So Summer's in her room and the bathroom door, because they share, it's like a Jack and Jill bathroom, and Marissa's door is open and they start talking and Summer makes a funny joke about how Taylor could handle a chainsaw. And she asked if Seth called and Marissa's like, no. And so she's like, what's going on with you guys? And then she apologizes about why, you know, the way she's been acting, yeah. which is great. Thank goodness. Yeah. And... <laughs> Summer compares Seth to Gollum. Oh my god, I love that. Wasn't scene. this great? It was because, so funny. Yeah, she asked Marissa. She's like, "Hey, remember when the guys made us watch that movie about two gay guys on a mountain?" And straight lace, Marissa's like, "Oh yeah, Lord of the Rings." Lord of the Rings. It was <laughs> so funny. And Summer's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's and, the one." <laughs> yeah, and remember Gollum, and when he finally gets it, and he finally gets what he wants, and then he goes crazy and. And so Marissa's like, yeah, she's like, you guys will work it out. You love each other. And Marissa's so sweet. Yeah. Like, so like Marissa. It's like, just, yay. Yeah. Giving good advice. And like, I'm glad that she's the one that came to Summer and was like, look, just give me a chance. Like, I'm, yes. I'm ready to open up and be friends again. And I just loved their friendship in I this know. episode. Me too. And Marissa, she says like she's trying to get back to where she's going, but it's she just can. been really... <laughs> tough for me and summer's like you can talk to me we've been best friends for so long and she's like listen you have to come with me to the college party yeah and marissa's like well yeah but i don't have a sweatshirt and then this is the part i texted you at and said i teared up yeah i teared up too because summer she reaches in her drawer and she's like i actually bought this for you because it looks like someone believes in you and it was a pink berkeley hoodie it was really sweet like a really nice cushy soft good sweatshirt (laughs) i just love this scene so much so the girls they head downstairs and they're heading out to the party julie and Neil are outside, and Julie finally speaks up. She gives oh, her two cents. Oh, I was like, cents. yes, bitch. Did in you this clap? Scene. Oh, I was, I like, was like, give yes, it girl. to him, Julie. I am so here for this. But she confronts him, and she's like, I'm not being tested, and about how this is all going. And Neil's like, listen, I realize 
this is not right the way I worded everything. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah. I apologize on my behalf. And then they see the two girls head out to the party. And then he looks at her and he's like, look, you haven't failed. Right. You're still a good mother. You're still a good mother. She's like, don't test me on being like a good wife when I'm trying to be a mother to my daughter. I'm like, yes, honey. I loved that scene. I know. Me too. And how good it must have felt for Julie, I mean, in this very small moment, to see her daughter finally act like her her daughter daughter again. again. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to the party. We have Ryan, Sadie, Marissa, and Summer. Seth enters, and Taylor's so excited. She's like, oh, my God, I need a picture of the core four. She (laughs) shoves Sadie away. She's like, do you mind? And they're all in this photo, and they all have their sweatshirts on, and Summer's like, where's your sweatshirt to Seth? Right, because he's not wearing one. Yeah, and then Taylor, she scoops Sadie away, and she's like, I used to be enemies with them. (laughs) I love this. She's like, we're second-tier core four or something. (laughs) But as the picture's being taken, you could see Sadie looking at them like, I really don't fit in here. Right, and I'm not being kind of like – welcomed like I feel like nobody made an effort obviously besides Taylor to talk to her or make her feel like she's there for a reason yeah I get that yeah uh Ryan and Marissa they talk about their sweatshirts and Ryan he asks like are you doing okay and Marissa's like yeah I'm starting to think this is a bad idea but Ryan's like listen I know we're not together anymore but if you ever want to talk, I'm here for you. And she's like, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I loved this. Yeah, but after that, when Ryan walks away, you could see Marissa, she's looking around. Like, you could just tell she does not feel in place yeah, either. Yeah, she even says her sweatshirt is, like, choking, choking her. Choking her. Like, I can't breathe. This is all too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. really, I guess, when I think of it, I'm like, okay, well, you know, you're used to that, and it's not really baby steps, but for her, she needs, like, true teeny tiny little steps yeah. to, like, get back to yeah. being herself again. And like she said, like, I don't ever know if I'm going to get there. Right. It's really scary and, like, it is. sad. It's really it is. sad. Seth and Summer, they go off. Uh, they finally talk. And you call it that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, she starts out with saying, like, listen, I get it. Like, I get what you're going through. And Seth continues with, like, listen, I'm just not sure I want to go to Brown anymore. And she's like, what the? I know. And <laughs> and he's and she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, listen, I just, I think I changed my mind, but I think you should still go. Right. But and I'll me, just like, go somewhere this else. This is, you might as well have just told her you didn't get in. Right. This like, makes zero sense to me. I mean, and it goes back to when Ryan and Seth were talking. Ryan convinced Seth that he had to tell her, and he, he just didn't. He was like, she's going to realize that you didn't get into college. Right. You so know what I mean? Like, she's going to know, so you have to tell the truth. And I truly believe that Seth was going to tell Summer the truth until he saw that vision board. I, I guess. I really do. I, I really feel he was going to say, like, I didn't get in until he saw that vision board. And he was like, fuck, this is, like, everything she has hoped and dreamed for. So this is the best case scenario to be like, oh, I'm just going to go somewhere else. Like, isn't that more hurtful, you it's, idiot? It's way more hurtful. And to me, it still makes absolutely zero sense. Because you're telling her that you don't want to go there. But 
And so, therefore, she has to either make the decision to go there or make the decision not to go there, which is the same exact thing she would have had to do if Seth would have just told her in the first place that he didn't get in. So either she has to make the decision to stay or go. So it's the same decision for Summer. Now you're just making it worse because you make it seem like you don't want to go to Brown because you don't want to continue this relationship with her or like be in close quarters because it's college and like you're you know growing and like that is clearly not what you want to show her but that's exactly what you presented to her and I was just like this is absolutely the most frustrating part of Seth is that he just Mm -hmm. thinks lying is going to make it less of a blow than just telling the truth and it just doesn't he doesn't Ugh. even say, like, I still want to be with you. Right. He doesn't even convince her. He doesn't. And, like, we all know, especially in episodes, well, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, we know that Seth is in love with Summer. We know this isn't the reason. So to, like, put your heart at the stake, I'm like, you're stupid, Right. You Seth. just screwed up everything for everything. yourself. You could have had a relationship with Summer regardless if she went to Brown or not. And now you completely just threw right. that and, whole thing under the bus. And in his mind, he's like, well, I love her so much. I want her to have this opportunity. It's like, well, you're then missing the Then just tell point. her that. You're just tell her, point. I love you so much that I want the best for you. So therefore, Brown is the best for you. So just go anyway. Don't worry about me. Like, it right. just, ugh, I hated this. Well, <laughs> Summers is upset and frustrated as we are. She storms off and she says, we're over. We're over. And I'm like, oh, buddy. Could have been avoided. So then, a little over, we have Sadie and Ryan talking. They're sitting on like a lifeguard tower. And Sadie comes over because she's been with Taylor. And she's like, I'm pretty sure her and her friend were talking dirty in Korean to each other. I love this. Yeah. But then, this is the line that got me. Oh, girl, I know what you're going to say. Sadie goes, you're a nice guy, Ryan, but I'm not going to Berkeley with you. You're a nice guy, You're Ryan. a nice guy. This is what you say to, like, an acquaintance or, like, someone you don't want to be bothered. Like, oh, you're nice and all, but I know, it's like, like, you guys. Where did she what? get this from? It's so and out of character, I feel. Like, it just, who says that? You're a nice guy. It's like, what? This riled me up so much. And she continued, if she left that line out and just said, like, I'm worried. This is what it's going to be like next year. I don't want to be left out. It's not going to work. But you're a nice guy? Yeah. And then does she say keep in touch? Yes. I'm like, KIT. Like, we're in the fifth grade writing (laughs) in each other's yearbooks. Yearbooks. Are you kidding Mm me? Wow. yeah, so that's there's that. So I was just like, "You're a nice guy," but <laughs> and they oh, do okay. like kiss, kind of like a last, Thank you. like a last kiss. Like, all right, it's been real. Look me up in the yellow pages. I like, <laughs> I don't understand. Find my postal. But, co- and yeah, he says just, like, "Oh, I'll drive you home." She goes, "No, I want to walk." And then she walks towards the water. Which yeah, I guess and she's I'm like, "Oh, uh, first of all, me." You know, being 31, I'm like, uh, unsafe. We don't walk anywhere by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but these kids are constantly walking. I know. These I know. Newport beaches. So that's how the party ends. Before we wrap up, let's. it's time to check in with Sandy in the hospital. <laughs> oh, God. Sandy in the hospital. <laughs> 
So Sandy meets with Griffin while he's playing tennis. He kind of like bombards him. Yeah. And he says, you better cut the BS and I need you to resign in 48 hours or we're not doing business. This is what Sandy says to to Griffin. And I'm like, wow, Griff, wow, Sandy, you have like a lot of balls to say right? this. Now all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. So then Sandy meets with Griffin again at the club and they bring up Matt. And he's like, I didn't have anything to do with Matt. But just picture this. There could be $700 million that this city would gain. And we're thinking about using your firm. <laughs> and so Sandy's like, okay, so you're trying to bribe me. And then when Sandy is with Griffin... Uh, talking about this, Matt arrives to the Coens looking for Sandy and Kirsten answers the door. And she's shocked. Yeah, well, he still has this black eye. And he's like, listen, just tell Sandy I stopped by with a proposal. And Kirsten's like, what the heck? Like, do you know who did this? And does Sandy know? And Matt's like, oh, Sandy knows who did this. Right. And you got to convince him to quit this before it's too late. Mm-hmm. So Sandy gets home and Kirsten's sitting in the dark. <laughs> She's He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And she gets right to it. She's like, Matt came by and you need to promise me that you're going to quit this thing. And did you forget that I worked for this company? I know how things go. And Sandy's like, it's complicated. I can't just quit. And so she grabs her keys and leaves. Yeah. And she compares him to Cal. She's yeah. like, um, I, you know, my dad owned it. He's like, don't compare me to your father. I'm not going to turn out like him. And she's like, uh, you just did. Right. So she, she gets up and leaves. And then the episode ends. We have Summer at home. Oh, she's, this killed me. It's She's taking down her vision board. She's ripping everything up. She's crying. Uh, Marissa's in her room, and she takes off her Berkeley sweatshirt, and she puts it away in the drawer. And then she sees Summer crying on her bed, and then Marissa lays with her. I loved that. Oh, it's, my God. I know. I also cried at this part. Me too. I mean, you put yourself in summer shoes. I mean, we've all been there. All had breakups. You've all ripped up photos and just like threw them on the ground and just like you you get in your bed and you just sob until you fall asleep. And you just sob and sob. And so luckily for her, Marissa was there to comfort her. And it just, I just loved it. It Just so sweet. Like, I'm still here. I'm still here for you. I know. I know. I'm still here for you. And then... At the Cohen, Seth gets home. He goes into the pool house, and Ryan is just sitting there on his bed, and it's silent. There's no words yeah. in this scene. This kind of like dude version of yes, I'm <laughs> still happened. here for you. Ryan yeah. pops on his bed, and Seth just lays on the floor next to him, and that's how the episode ends. Yeah. Well, I don't feel bad for Seth the least bit. I feel bad no, for I everyone either. else, but Same. you know, you Same. put that on yourself, Seth. Yes. So many words. Yes. So let's take a short break and then we're going to come back with all of our questions and comments. Yay. There are so many interesting facts about May 26th. It's National Paper Airplane Day here in the U.S. It's National Sorry Day in Australia. And it's also our network's fourth anniversary on Patreon. You have heard us talk about our little home on the internet that is our Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a platform in which you can support your favorite artists. 
We are so, so grateful for ours because it allows us to continue to produce our podcast, much like this one, Let's Talk OC. Now, here is your chance to join our Patreon family. For the month of May, new members can receive over 35% off our IT3 Podcast Network subscription. That's right. For only $4.99, you will be able to experience all of our bonus content you're currently missing out on. Some of those perks include the ability to listen to our episodes a day early, ad-free, group hangs via Zoom, and our Thursday night Gossip Girl Netflix parties. Guys, these are so much fun. It's my favorite day of the week. You'll have access to our Patreon-exclusive podcasts such as RiverPod, a Riverdale podcast, and Liz's new Roswell-inspired podcast, Crashing Down with Liz. In addition to all of this, we think you'll truly enjoy getting to know everyone and form some pretty cool friendships. This is a limited time offer, and we would love to have you to become part of our fam. Whether you choose to join or not, we still love each and every one of our listeners and appreciate all the support throughout the years. Welcome back. As first as always, we're going to get some tea from our girl Tish. Letitia underscore Dominique on Instagram. Hey, ladies. Happy recording night. As always, I have trivia comments and after dark. Woo! In the party on the beach, Taylor wears a sweater from Sorbonne, a famous university in Paris. Hmm. I, I wonder if I pronounced that wrong. Uh, Is it Sorbonne? I don't know. Uh, this episode has a 7.7 a rating on IMDb, which is an average for season three, hmm. and a 9.3 on TV.com. The views continue to hover around 5.5 million till the end of the season. Oh, interesting. I totally forgot to mention last week, but I love Ant's ads at the start of the episodes. Yay! It's so funny because right before we started recording tonight, I was like, Aunt, we need more ads, so stay tuned because more are coming. Woo! We have Spoiler. a couple of ideas. Teaser, Spoiler. I should say. Teaser. Teaser, yeah. I always loved Ryan and Sadie, but this watch through, not as much. Yeah, same. Same. Well, I nothinged Sadie and then appreciated her right. by herself, but then I don't <laughs> like her with Ryan. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree with Liz. If they become a couple later in life, I could see them being an amazing couple. Right. It's weird. I've always enjoyed season three, but while watching with you guys, I'm enjoying it on a deeper and different level. Yes. It's what we're here for. Yes. Also, thanks to you ladies, I'm picking up on so many things I never saw before. Also, you guys mentioned how you knew some older people who love the OC. My mom watched One Tree Hill, the OC, and Gossip Girl when me and my sister were watching them. My mom even kept watching Gossip Girl after me and my sister stopped. Oh, that's funny. Thank you, Tish. Thanks, Tish. Over to Mike on Instagram, Del underscore Vasto. Hey, Michelle and Liz, happy Tuesday and happy last week of April. You're oh, seeing yeah. this in April, but when everyone heard this, it's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. <laughs> God. Yeah. That sweatshirt party is such an awesome idea. I wish my high school did something cool like that. Ours yeah. didn't do it, right, Liz? No, not that. that I know of. I, yeah. If they did, I didn't participate. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Did you see Taylor taking pictures with a digital camera? 
Oh my god. Yes. Remember when you used to have to bring a digital camera as well as your flip phone places and then you would go home and upload the pictures on your computer and then yeah. put them on my MySpace and Facebook a day later? Mm-hmm. Just like it was yesterday. <laughs> yep. And remember the top eight? You were in my top eight. Top list. eight. Yep. Top, top eight. eight. I don't know if I can fully be upset with Seth in this episode. Hmm. He knew that if he had told Summer the truth, he'd be holding her back and she wouldn't go to Brown. He probably could have handled it a little better. Well, yeah, definitely. Obviously. Yeah. Could have but handled this it is, better. <laughs> yeah. But this is Seth we're talking about here when he does even ever handle situations properly. Never. Never. How, right. How would the both of you have handled this if it happened to the 17, 18 year old you? You didn't get into college, but your boyfriend did. Uh, I would have I to have told have the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I know it's hard for us to speak for our past selves, but I know I would not have lied to this extent. Same. I never would have. It never would have crossed my mind to ever say I did get in when I know I didn't. I never would. It never would have crossed my mind. It never would have been an option. Ugh. But it, like, but making sure that my significant other knows how much I love them and how much I want to be with them, regardless of where we go to school. Yeah, that is what I would say. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Sadie sort of did the same thing by breaking up with Ryan. She didn't want to hold him back. And I think that she had a feeling they were probably going to break up the following year anyway. So decided mm-hmm. to end it before it got too deep. Yeah. I have a feeling about that, too. I could agree with that. And I think she's pretty as much as she allows herself to feel for Ryan. I think she's very strong and very hard headed and yes, is able to kind of like brush off certain situations. And so I think this was just her way of like coping with yeah. everything, like, all right, you know, I lost my cousin. I'm got to go back to where I came from. And this is kind of just like, and sad to say, but kind of like a business transaction in her mind. Like, okay, got to get through these pieces and so I can move on with my right. life. Because, you know, I, it sucks, but I, it does. I admire the strength that she has. Yes. Do you think Autumn knew Korean before being in this show and the writers added that in or she had to learn it for the show? Ooh, good question. Uh, I don't know. I Maybe the writers wrote it in because it would be fun. It's definitely quirky for her. And it's she does so it so well. I know. Although, maybe I should look that up. Yeah, that's great. check that out. Uh, in this episode, we see there is still some good in Marissa. I feel that she finally had a talk with Summer and decided to go to the sweatshirt party. Also, I like that Summer had bought Marissa a sweatshirt a couple of months ago and said that one person believed in her. Yeah. Uh, keep up the amazing work and keep the long episodes coming. The longer, the better. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank Noted. You, <laughs> Noted. Okay, we have Kaylee Waters on Instagram. I like Sadie, but am I alone in being happy to see her go in the end? No, you're not. You're not. Nope. (laughs) They had been together for a few weeks at most, so to be moving with a freshman Ryan at Berkeley was a little much for me. Chirpy Ryan was fun for a minute, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Although the contrast of naked Marissa leaving Volchuk's earlier in the episode to the hoodie-wearing high school coupe, I think, highlights the struggle she's going through and how lost she is. Ooh, love that. Beautifully said. Love that comparison, yeah. Even her hair, like, when she went to the college sweatshirt party, she had, like, a little braid. Yeah, she's, like, very high school. Yeah, very true. Uh, Love being able to interact with you guys now. Looking forward to the recap. Stay safe. 
Kaylee also sent us an email. It was awesome, this long email about all of her thoughts on the series. She says that uh, her favorite season back then was season one. Her yearbook quote was, welcome to the OC, bitch. Love it. (laughs) And uh, so the OC really defined her. And she didn't love season three or four at the time and only watched it when it was originally aired. So her memory was a bit vague on it. And that is why she is only following us now on social media. She wanted to avoid spoilers. Mm -hmm. But she is in the UK and she's working from home. And she said that we're her workday soundtrack. Love that. And she's finally caught up with all the episodes of the podcast and series so far. So it was such a sweet email, but I loved her bullet points. So I wanted to read them on the pod. For you guys her takeaways as a 31 year old ryan is heart eyes emoji totally marissa how much better did she get from season one her acting as well gets so much better mm. i will always love seth cohen <laughs> <laughs> uh summer's transformation from season one to boho queen is so underrated that's so true so true because i mean summer's fashion in season one is like bikinis and short shorts yeah uh Julie Cooper comic relief washed over me as a teen. Oh, really? Well, I can, I can I know. see that. Yeah. Sandy Cohen Berkeley's sweater thirst is real as an adult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Kiki fashion never disappoints. Totally. I mean, your takeaway is pretty much the our, same as our takeaway. Our 30. takeaway. Yeah. Thank you, Kaylee. Yes. Thank you. Jillian at Jillian loves Beyonce on Instagram. Jalonce. Jalonce. Number one, did Summer really beat out every single student at Harbor? <laughs> I bought her beating out Seth, but didn't others apply, probably with better grades and activities? Granted, she was interested in the dead frog dissection mm-hmm. <laughs> Dan Bovary in season one. Right. I mean, that's, I get, like, that's sure? true, you know. Sure. Good point. Uh, number two, this episode is peak why adult me prefers Ryan over Seth. <laughs> Lying over getting into Brown and then being a jerk to Summer was such a messed up thing to do. No patience for that nonsense. How does episode, how did this episode affect how you feel about Seth? Oh, I feel the same exact way I felt about Seth the entire time. Rewatching Seth for the second time is so much more frustrating than it was when I watched him for the first time. I almost have a role reversal with him and Marissa because I adore Marissa this time around and first time I could not stand her. Um, I wouldn't go to that extent of saying I cannot stand Seth, but I, he definitely does not make my top five, I don't think, at all. Yeah. Anymore, at least. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I think I will always love Seth because of nostalgia. Totally. And while I am frustrated with him so much right now on a grand scheme of him in the series I get it and I just I still love Seth it it hasn't affected the way I feel for him I'm just temporarily frustrated with him yeah I'm always frustrated with him I feel (laughs) yeah I mean I feel besides really he's him and Summer have been really cute and working together and being like you know having each other's backs and trying to be like help Ryan out and so I've appreciated that and he has given good advice to Ryan and he's been there for Ryan and he is just right now I'm like what sometimes like Seth has sometimes has this thing where he just 
he's like not thinking or he thinks this is the best idea and it's like and he spirals right and like Like he's a smart kid and he just sometimes does really stupid things yeah and like marissa's spiraling but seth is spiraling and it's like going to click and you're just like seth Yeah. yeah Uh, I think, number three, I think Sadie was really done dirty by coming in so late in the season. She and Ryan were obviously not meant to be, but she was what he needed in that period. Mm -hmm. They really could have fleshed that out more. Yeah. That's, that is true. And I, because it's, it was so fast moving that it's hard again to go, hey, Ryan, you're a nice guy. Yeah. God, I know. (laughs) That's like what you say to someone after like three dates and you had maybe one kiss, you're like, right. you're, like you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy, but but it's just not gonna work, man. <laughs> God, yeah. I I'm surprised. I wanna know who wrote that line for her because it just It's awful. It's not good. <laughs> it didn't translate well. It did not translate. Yeah. But thank you, Jalonse. Yes, thank you. At nshelton516 on Instagram, I find it ironic that Seth was the one that always knew he wanted to go to Brown, but he didn't get into his school, yet Summer, Ryan, and Marissa all got into their schools. Yeah, definitely. Both Marissa and Ryan didn't want to go to school at one point, and Summer was going to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Also, I found it weird all their acceptance later letters came on the same day. I know, right? That never happens. <laughs> when I applied to college, all schools had different application dates, and you would find out at different times. 100%. Yeah, yeah, much more realistic. Yes. I know Seth is dealing with a lot and not getting into college. wonder what his plan will be now, mm-hmm. but he is being super shitty to Summer. Yep. I felt so bad when they broke up, and he ripped, and she ripped up her poster. Is he just saying Brown wouldn't be a good fit and breaking up with her instead of telling her he didn't want to get in so she would still go instead of following him somewhere else? Seth has been lying, keeping stuff from Summer a lot lately, and it's just kind of annoying. Just tell her the truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Also, I love the brotherly chat between Seth and Ryan in Seth's bedroom and Ryan initiating the chat. He has come so far. Yeah, that's so true. I know. I really love the way they have bonded. Definitely. I mean, they've, they've bonded since day one. Yeah. But they truly, when you talk about a bromance. Totally. I love love yeah. these two. Yeah. Kind of sick of the Sandy and Hospital storyline. I just want this storyline to progress and finish. Same. Us too, Nicole. <laughs> You're We're over alone. it. <laughs> Our Goof King, Fassel. Fassel. Hello, hello. I have goofs for next week's podcast coming to you well in advance. Thank you. Goof number one. Everyone exists is expecting their college acceptance letters on the same day. In the real world, they would arrive on different days, especially when they're from different schools. Totally. Goof number two. At the end when Marissa puts her sweatshirt in the wardrobe, the color of her nails is dark red. But when she hears Summer crying and puts her arm on her shoulder, there is no color on her nails. Ooh, good pickup. Good pick, Vassal. Thank you. And then last but not least, we have Alicia. AAW3115. Hey, Michelle and Liz, happy recording night. Wanted to say f- I'm loving the ice cream edition. <laughs> they are always so carefully chosen and a great fit to the episode. I'm also loving Ant's new intros and commercials. Yay! Thank you, guys. Uh, seriously, Ant and I have so much fun. Like when we 
got on that train to do it. <laughs> very. So she continues with, he's very funny and he's very creatively talented. Sure is. Finally, the college acceptances are in. It feels like it's been forever. I don't remember there being a day when college letters were delivered. Did you guys have that? Where did you all go to college? So we'll start there. <laughs> well, we didn't have a day, but no. I on Gossip Girl, actually, we do find out that the Ivies, all the Ivy League schools, do have these special days where everyone finds out if they get accepted to the Ivy Leagues. But uh, no... I don't think it's, like, a thing for every other college in the world. You <laughs> right. Like, you just find out as you find out. And, like, you won't even – sometimes you'll, you would have found out, like, a month before yeah. anything else. Or even if you did, like, early action, you find out differently. So, yeah, that's unrealistic. But um, I went to a community college for two years, and then I transferred to a four-year school for two years. And, uh, yeah, good times. I studied also- speech communications and not using that. But anyway. <laughs> well, you're talking and you're I'm talking. Yeah. I went to a community college as well and then transferred to a four-year for my bachelor's uh, New York Institute of Technology, which there have been, there were so many people who were not from New York that went there. Which I oh, found yeah? Interesting because me, I'm like, oh, it's a commuter school, but they had dorms and everything. Oh, wow. No. And I study tv film and communication arts and you're using that yes Woo. <laughs> <laughs> all right this episode is like the tale of two extremes for the core four minus marissa sadie and ryan and seth and summer both start out in a great spot in their relationship and by the end of the episode both are broken up wow yeah. that was fast <laughs> seth is an idiot i don't know what else to say about him i'm not <laughs> not surprised he didn't get into brown I think a school like that makes a mental note when you miss your first interview mysteriously. Yep. Right. Right. And then to not tell Summer what is going on, of course she is going to be confused and not understand why he was acting so distant. And then he's surprised when she's upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know because he tells Ryan that they have a soul-crushing fight. It's like, dude, you barely fucking said anything. Right. You said nothing. It's just yeah. like Summer left the car because she was so frustrated that you like didn't say anything you didn't speak up right i know he is concerned she won't go without him and she has said as much if you were summer and you knew seth didn't get into brown do you think she would eventually decide to go i think she would yeah i think she would i think she'd be like okay well next plan what colleges are around there that we can get you you go to a college that you get like whatever is best for you and i'm gonna do what's best for me but we're gonna do what's best for as a couple and like if I was summer yeah I would still be going to brown (laughs) were you surprised she broke up with him over the way he was acting do you think she would have reacted the same way if she knew he lied again lied again well because remember for valentine's day he gave her a napkin right if I ever tell another lie, you can give this to my parents. True. That's great. And also, we did – she does mention in the beginning, like, he does lie about getting going to his interview for Brown <laughs> in the first place. Right. And then he has to redo the interview. And then it goes really well. And then he doesn't get into Brown, but he tells her he does. But then he actually tells her he doesn't want to go there. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, it's, it's a spiral of such lies. a headache. Yeah. And then Sadie and Ryan – the train was going so fast and der- derailed just as fast. Yeah. 
I think Sadie and Kirsten's reactions to Ryan and Sadie going to Berkeley together was valid. Mm-hmm. A few questions. If you were Sadie, would you have went with Ryan to the sweatshirt party? And what do you think Ryan was going to say to Sadie when he was picked her up before the party? So yeah. I think I would have invited her because at the time, Ryan was super excited and he views her as his girlfriend. Right. He does. And then we discussed this too in the first half I think Ryan was gonna talk about logistics and be like hey we really need to think about this right do you think he was going to break up with her I noticed he didn't bring the sweatshirt it's so funny uh yep. Sandy gave to her do you think they kept in touch like she asked <laughs> do I think they kept in touch uh no same. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I knew it was a red flag right away when he didn't bring the sweatshirts. When she says, oh, like, when he didn't actually present it to her first thing, you're like, oh, shit. He's got, he wants to tell her something. It's not a good sign. So maybe, I don't know if he exactly was going to break up with her, but maybe the things he said, maybe it would have led to the breakup much quicker than at the party. Like spiraled. Yeah. Yeah. So glad Marissa and Summer made up. The scene where Summer gave Marissa the sweatshirt made me tear up. Yeah. I think they need each other right now. Yes, they do. A possible goof. When Seth is looking for Summer, Marissa is in her room and she doesn't see Seth when he comes in. When Summer asks if he came by, Marissa says no. There's no indication she leaves. How did they not see each other? I just assumed she wasn't home yet. I didn't even realize Summer wasn't home, and when he went in her room and it was dark and everything, I'm like, where is Summer? And then she does, in the next scene, tell Marissa that she was with Taylor, and I'm like, okay, I had to put that together. But yeah, she was home. No, Marissa. (laughs) She's saying Marissa. No, I know, but Marissa was home. So yeah, Yeah. why didn't she see Seth? Like, he does say Summer, like, I don't know, maybe she was sleeping or something. Maybe. Yeah, I thought she just wasn't home. I don't know. But that's true. It's a good point. Yeah, I thought that scene was weird. Uh, I'm growing to like Taylor a lot more, and I appreciate her character since listening to this podcast. Aw. Thank you, ladies, for all your hard work and keeping us entertained. Thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you so much. And then we have on Instagram uh, again love Veronica Mars says I posted on Insta stories before we started recording about sweatshirt parties and if anybody had these and they respond ah sweatshirt parties we didn't have that at my high school I don't think but I did drop out early so maybe it happened and I didn't know Hmm. and now after being a high school dropout I'm getting my PhD so go figure oh wow good for you the sweatshirt party looks so fun. We did have an annual bonfire bonfire parties, though, the night of homecoming, though. But I lived in Arizona then, so no beach, unfortunately. Yeah, I think maybe it's, uh, it's something typical if you live on a coast, like a, a you know, a, go to a school that is near the beach. <laughs> I mean, our high school was definitely not near the beach. Well, actually, it was near sort of a beach, but, like, we didn't party at the beach, so. Right. I know. I and then, just to touch upon the uh, sweatshirt party, Danielle Clark 9 says, yes, we also wore our shirts on a th- commitment day or maybe commencement day. Oh, maybe commencement day. That would make but sense. Com- but they wrote commencement day. So thank you for reaching out for that. And then Vic, she commented as well, I never had a college sweatshirt party, but the only fun thing we did was go to Disneyland the night we graduated. Nice. <sighs> That's cool. Yeah. 
Jeez. I know we got an email and a fun tweet, right, Liz? Yeah, so I'll start with a tweet. Okay. Handle is, I hope I don't butcher this, uh, Hadija Ganu on Twitter. They sent us this really funny BuzzFeed article listing all of the men of the OC and their thirst level, which is like so my aesthetic, you know. Um, well, I guess we'll, we can post it on Patreon because it's kind sure. of long. Um, yeah. But to sum it up, I don't really agree with their choices, but um, they have 18 rankings and the 18th ranking is Oliver. And then first, of course, is none other than Sandy Cohen. But, like, the in-between for me was, like, a little dicey. I was like, nope, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with that. But we will I mean, post Caleb, it. You guys let us know. <laughs> yeah, Caleb was pretty high up. He was. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah. So we will definitely post it, and you guys will get your thirst on. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, and we did, as you mentioned, got an email from user 2012SoFetch. They their original email. They explained to us how much they actually appreciate how pro Marissa this podcast has become, and they believe that she's interesting and complex and a huge vital part of the show. And of course, we totally agree with this. And their follow up email says they do have some questions for us tonight. Um. They said, one question I would pose for the comment on the pod, what do you make of Ryan's breakneck pace with Sadie? Especially in this episode, the day after tomorrow, he's throwing out some big statements. The happiest I've ever been feels most like himself. It's so jarring to me. This is literally three episodes into them dating, five episodes since they've met, so altogether like maybe a few weeks, and he's thinking about moving in together. I don't buy it. My own reading is that Ryan is really desperate to believe he can have a normal, issue-free relationship, and so he projects it onto his relationship with Sadie to the point where he overstates his feelings. I think he and Marissa really need to take some time to be single and reflect on everything that's happened. It's more about than just finding the right drama-free girl." Also, several sad moments in this episode, Marissa getting into Berkeley and not being able to enjoy that moment with anyone, Seth not getting into Brown, I've been there and it's a horrible feeling, but someone like him almost most definitely would have had a pretty good backup option, the ending with Heartbroken Summer, but really enjoyed the Julie Marissa finally parenting and some of Marissa moments in the episode. And for some interesting details about this episode, the director of the episode was Norman Buckley. He's done quite a few teen shows. On his YouTube channel, he posts clips from his directed episodes with some of the behind-the-scene details or comments. Nothing groundbreaking, but still kind of interesting to see. These are two from the episode, so we'll post these on Patreon, too. I um, actually do have the comments that he wrote. Oh, you do? Yeah, I just wanted to go ahead. Uh, put them in. In the... He one of the videos is the scene he shot um well he posted was when marissa wakes up at volchox and she's getting out of bed and getting dressed and he wrote i love this sequence the composition the music the melancholy i was always a big fan of misha barton when i worked on the oc and i think this was the last scene i shot with her on that show oh wow and then the other one is 
one from the college sweatshirt party. This is one of the many party scenes I've directed. The wide shots were all done on a very cold night on the beach. Oh. The close-up shots were all shot days later on a sound stage. Oh, wow. I think Misha Barton's performance in this sequence is lovely. So we'll post those for you guys. Yes. They also finished the email stating, bit late, but one observation on the previous episode I had is that Marissa bumping into Ryan on the beach is not really a coincidence. I'm pretty sure Ryan at the lifeguard, I'm pretty sure Ryan's at the lifeguard stand where Marissa always goes to sit, so he must have known it was a high chance he would see her. That's always been a fascinating choice given how distant they are in this stage and how keen he is, and how keen he especially seems to move on looking forward to the next episode so thank you 21 12 2012 so fetch (laughs) wow sorry (laughs) yes i have to say i definitely agree with what they said about ryan and sadie and how ryan just making these statements of how happy he's been i think he was just expressing what he felt in the moment Mm -hmm. and not And as we know, not longevity because, you know, as Sadie kept saying, like, you can't ignore the future. You got to think about the future. And then he starts thinking about the future. And then she's like, nope, got to go. Right. You know? And I also love the point of Ryan going to the lifeguard tower and he's got to know he was going to see Marissa. Right. Like, that's her spot. So him being there and her being like, hey, obviously, you know, I would be here. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe subconsciously he just ended up there. And I mean, maybe it was done on purpose or maybe he just found himself wandering there and it brought him there. And he was like, oh, wow, this is the spot where Marissa would be. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That was a great email. Yeah. Thank thank you you to everyone who sent us the questions. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So fun and so great to hear from you guys. Definitely. And I like that we all kind of feel the same. Yeah. In a way. I mean, we're all looking at it from a very good way of looking at it in terms of perspective. I think we're all done with the Sandy Hospital situation. (laughs) For sure. As we say. (laughs) Uh, I think we're all frustrated with Seth, even if we're not that mad at him, but he should have handled it differently. And people are seeing Marissa differently and Taylor differently. So that's great. I'm glad that we can give some perspective. Before we get into our segments, just some music in this episode. Tolly Hall, The Scotland Yard Gospel, Chris Holmes, Dopo Yume, True Love, and Radiohead. Nice. Okay, so some fashion picks this episode. Hmm, I enjoyed Marissa's straight hair in the scene at breakfast, I believe, and she's got like this side part, which she mm-hmm. hasn't had in a while, and I really enjoyed that. And also Seth got a haircut. Yes. Am I the only one? Okay. I'm glad. (laughs) Yeah. I loved Seth's long johns and Seth's bathrobe. Yeah. Those long johns cracked me up. I know. (laughs) I enjoyed Marissa's blue, like, denim tank dress that she wore this pretty much the whole episode. And I loved her mini moto jacket. Yeah. The silver one. Yeah, definitely. That, is, that was such a look. The cropped oh jacket. I know. Always, everyone oh. always wore them. And to me, I'm like, I'm still cold. Like half my body is not covered. <laughs> um, so speaking of being cold, Julie had this brown tank 
with like cutouts on it that was like super revealing. I'm like, oh my God, she looks uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. I, I loved her yellow cardigan she wore when she spoke to Marissa mm-hmm. about college. I love Kirsten's lock necklace. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. Was Ryan wearing a corduroy button down? Was it corduroy? I mean, it was navy, but it was like it, he almost wore it as like a jacket. I don't know. I liked I it, know. whatever it was. It looked like it was either jean or like corduroy material. I don't know. You guys let me know if you saw what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love Summer's floral skirt that she wore when she was with Taylor in the Korean restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I liked her green olive uh, sweater. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love Kirsten's cream outfit mm. that she was wearing when Sandy came home and she yeah. left. Yeah, me too. Super yeah. cash. Yeah. Her, her outfits are pretty timeless. Definitely. Without a doubt. Even that outfit where she was wearing like wide-legged pants and the cream sweater. I'm like, I swear that outfit is still in today. Totally. She's, she's got great, 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 great fashion on this show. Definitely. Uh, that's all I have for fashion. That's all I have, too. All right. Some quotes? Yeah. Um, I have, we're going to be the warmest, most coordinated couple at Brown. <laughs> like I'd go if you didn't? Summer. Ooh. No, you dream about going there. I dream about being with the one I love. Mm. Ignoring the future never makes it go away. Sadie. I love when Sandy says to Griffin, and I was lying, your forearm sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Summer's outside eating breakfast, she says, my aura is green. Yes, I have that too. Um, I have Seth, now who's smoking pot? Yeah. Uh, Sandy and Kirsten in the kitchen the morning after their kids got into college. We did it. Uh just to repeat the ones that I said before, Atwood, have you seen Skeletor? Uh, you have no idea how much I want this for you, Julie saying that to Marissa. Mm-hmm. When Sadie goes, maybe we need to think about it. Ooh, so, yeah. Yeah, no shit, Sadie. And then, just to say it again, you're a nice guy, Ryan, but I'm not going to Berkeley with you. <laughs> just never going to live it down. She's never going to live it down. I can't let it go, guys. Oh, my gosh. All right. Anyway, moving forward. MVP and shittiest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have yours? <laughs> sure. Okay. MVP? Yep. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. Summer. summer. Yeah. Definitely summer, but also blue ribbon to Julie because I felt like she really stood her own in this episode. was good mother and she stood up to neil i fucking love that scene as i said earlier but summer i had she just i loved everything about her that she embodied and the scene at dinner she just cracks me up and she's like yeah of course you would want to be with the one they love and i'm like i love that attitude it's so ironic that seth goes from being the one who's absolutely in love with summer and can't go wait to go to brown with her and like the whole role has reversed and she's like i'm so in love with seth i'll do anything for seth i just think it's like so ironic it is because season one like ew i think i like cohen right 
I know, and I just love that she gave Marissa the Berkeley sweatshirt and believed in her. Right. Even I, be- before Marissa even could believe in herself mm-hmm. at all. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah, I know. Uh, shittiest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Three, Three two, two, one. Seth. Seth. <laughs> Goes without saying. I mean, yes. I've expressed Mm-mm. it this entire episode, but he's absolutely the most frustrating character on the show. Way more frustrating than... I think people give him credit for. I feel like they usually give that title to Marissa. I feel like he's the most frustrating character on the show. And I know how much you love him. And I used to have this certain warm, gushy feeling for him too. But I, it's so gone for me. It's so gone. No, I, <laughs> hey, listen, I totally, hear, like I said, like I am, he's my shittiest. So clearly yeah. I'm very frustrated with him. But, and, and I think this show definitely has, there's frustrating parts of who frustrates me more and who's, like, I just think about, like, when Sandy was so frustrating and mm-hmm. Kirsten was so frustrating. Definitely. And really, Summer has never been to the point where I'm so frustrated with her. She's never proved that. Right. Yet. Yeah, I could agree. Uh, Seth, for sure, because of, he's Seth and Ryan and Marissa. So does that mean Summer is just the overall fan, not fan favorite, but she just doesn't do enough to frustrate you or is she yeah. have her shit figured out? It's just interesting. Right. Yeah, that's you know? true. Because mm-hmm. every other character really does things where you're like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But good choices. All right. Is it that time of the week? Sure, it could be that time. It's Patron of the it's Week. Patron of the Week. It's Patron of the Week. Our Patrons <gasps> of the Week Ooh. is a double feature tonight. Love it. We have our Magnificent Mike and our Saucy Shawnee because I feel Ooh. like this duo is something special. There's a friendship arising in, in the Patreon family. And the boys, <laughs> there are the two boys that are very vocal on our network, and they're always sending us questions and comments for the podcast, whichever podcast it may be. I love their perspective. They give us a man's perspective, which we don't frequently get because not to say that this podcast network is me. I mean, we're a female owned podcast network and I feel like maybe majority of our listeners are females but when we get that male's perspective it's awesome and so I felt like they needed to be appreciated more Mike is always there for the ice cream Sean is always there giving us the tea about Gossip Girl he has some after dark questions tonight too so I'm just happy to have them in the network and you guys are awesome thank you guys we love you guys totally make it so fun every week yeah yeah all right, Liz. All right, it's time. Oh, my God. Haiku for 321, my birthday. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God, right. 321. I know, I know. All right, so here's your haiku for season three, episode 21, The Dawn Patrol. Oh, man. Ryan leaves Newport with hesitations intact, not sure how to feel. 
<laughs> Ryan leaves Newport with hesitations. Not sure how to feel. Well, I'm assuming this is a high, uh, heavily Dawn mother episode with Ryan. Maybe she talks to him about... Uh, or maybe... I'm sorry. Maybe he goes to find her because she did run away from Sandy. So we don't really know where she is at the moment. Um, but maybe he does go to find her. They do chat. She tells him how proud she is about, about him getting into Berkeley. Um, maybe he just needs to, like, see her off, kind of, like, put, not, of course you can't put your actual biological mother in the past, but, like, putting that life, like, officially in the past, like, not, you know, letting it affect him anymore and, going on to new Berkeley things. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not sure how to feel. Yeah, I mean, I guess he wouldn't be sure how to feel. Maybe his mother does want to keep in contact with him and he don't, he's not sure how to feel about that. Or maybe, again, I don't remember, maybe, maybe she pressures him to, like, keep in contact with his brother and he doesn't feel comfortable with that. Like, I, it could be a lot of different things because we know Dawn is a loose cannon and will always be for him. So I'm kind of nervous to watch this episode, even though I don't remember what happens. But I every time Dawn's on the screen, I get super frustrated. So not really looking forward to it. <laughs> what do you think about our Sethamar? There's no Sethamar. It's not, not going to be because Summer is, as much as this is killing her, she's still strong. And I don't foresee Seth. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe that Seth is going to, like, apologize at all. I don't think he's going to try and explain himself. I think he, like, like made his bed and now he has to lie in it. And there's, like, no coming back from that, at least mm-hmm. for now, because mm-hmm. it's just too hurtful. Like, mm-hmm. he had so many opportunities to, A, tell the truth, to, B, tell her how he actually feels, and... He hasn't, and so he doesn't deserve to be with her right now, in my opinion. Great. Thank you. Great. <laughs> yes. Love it. Thank and we, you. Oh, and then I have to ask, even though I know we don't care, but what do you think is going to happen with Sandy in the hospital? Oh, God. I and mean, Kirsten, I, where'd she go? Where did, did go Kirsten out? go? Did she go out to drink? I really did hope she? not. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think she went out to drink. I think maybe... A meeting? Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe, like, she is getting everyone to kind of side with her and, like, wake Sandy the fuck up because he clearly is letting himself get involved with a very sketchy situation. I mean, this guy is bribing him for $700 million, mm-hmm. which is not, not a small amount of money. And so, not that Sandy is money hungry by any means. I just think, like, he's is so wrapped up in getting this hospital for the Newport group that, like, that's all that matters. And clearly, like, they beat the shit out of Matt, and he now knows that. And the fact that Griffin's trying to bribe him, like, I really hope that Sandy just puts that bastard in jail. Yes. <laughs> but what's happening with Kirsten? I don't, I don't know. I feel like if I was her, I'd be like, you're... I'm not going to speak to you until you come to your senses. So I get it. Yes. Agreed. All right, Liz, those were some great 
points for your predictions for Thank next you. week. Um, do you have any final thoughts about this episode? Oh God, I am. I want the kids to be single. I want them to all of them. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I feel like they all need to find themselves. Like they're gonna go to college, find out like what is most important and who they are, and it's okay to be single. Nothing wrong with that. We shouldn't be jumping from relationship to relationship. And I'm excited, you know, we're getting to the end of of the season and we know that these kids are going to graduate and they're going to go off to college. So I just want, I want to see that for them. I don't really remember um, what happens in the next few. I remember what happens in the finale, but uh, I hope Marissa keeps this pattern of being a good friend and maybe going on the up and up. I would love to just see that, like, kind of (laughs) we freeze in time where she like doesn't get any worse than this but you know I ultimately can't say that for sure and I just I I just I want to see my little kids grow and go to college that's all I want (laughs) you want to be a proud parent proud parent like Sandy and Kiki yeah well thank you Liz as always for tonight and this episode that's all we got for Season 3, episode 20, the day after tomorrow. Thank you to everyone who listens every week, who sends us your emails. You guys are sending us emails. We and love the emails. And questions on Instagram, and you're tweeting us articles. And, oh, my gosh, it's so cool. I just feel like we're growing. Same. Like, where everybody's so in tune and wants to talk OC. And I'm like, yes, let's, let's do it. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. So we really do appreciate it. If you're an Apple Podcast listener and you haven't yet but you're considering we would love if you would leave us a review and rate us five stars it would mean the world to us we want to thank all of our patrons who support us every month if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear what else we do we have bonus features we have a patreon exclusive podcast on riverdale called river pod that's up on it takes three network.com And if you are an OG listener and this is your first time tuning in, stay tuned for After the Credits. We have our After Dark After Hours segment where we talk spoilers. Everybody sends us their thoughts for what's to come because we like to keep the main part of the show spoiler free. Yes, definitely. So until next week, we'll see you then for 321 The Dawn Patrol. After dark, after dark. dark. Let's talk. Let's talk. (laughs) What do you think? uh, Why do you think they use the title "The Day After Tomorrow"? I don't know. It's lost for me. I I think because, like, the day after tomorrow, because the future is so hard to predict. Yeah. And so now everybody's in college, and it's like, great, we should be excited, but we have no idea what's to come. Right, that's true. Like, their future is so unknown. Well, at least Seth's, I mean, his now truly is for him. Yeah. Um let's let's start with Seth for the most part. As far as like me remembering what happens with him, does he go to NYU? He doesn't. He doesn't. Okay. He he gets 
he tries to apply to RISD, which is the Rhode Island School of Design, RISD, with the yeah. help of Anna, our girl Anna. Oh, tries so to help is she him. back before three ends? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. She. Oh, well, yeah, that would make sense, duh. Yeah. Yep. She helps him, and next episode is really heart wrenching because. Remember when Seth got on the coffee cart and confessed his love mm. to Summer? Yeah. Well, her and Taylor do this whole plan, and they set Seth up, and they're like, and Summer looks him right in the eyes, like, if you truly don't love me anymore, then I will leave you alone. She sets up this elaborate plan, mm. and he looks her in the eyes like, I don't love you anymore. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, my God. It's awful what is this fucking chuck and blair my god right it's awful it's so (laughs) oh my god what a good i wonder we should we'll have to compare the two yeah no i mean chuck and blair are worse way worse than this every other episode chuck and blair like i love you i don't i love you i don't (laughs) i mean seth and summer this is like truly the big one the big fight yeah and then seth realizes like oh fuck i fucked up right so do they get back together before graduation yeah um Yes, I believe. Oh, see, that's so. lame to me. <laughs> well, well, they don't go to prom together. Oh, right, because so. Anna goes to prom. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to read Sean's email? Yeah, I'll read Sean's email. Uh, okay. Sean Marshall. He says, "Hello, ladies. Since I got impatient and binged the rest of season three and all of season four, I figured it, I would share my thoughts with you. I actually enjoyed season four quite a bit. I mean, the first few episodes stand out from the rest because of the the first few episodes stand out from the rest of the season because they are more serious than how the rest of the season is, and that's probably why I like the first few episodes the least." I enjoyed the lighthearted fun of the rest of the season, and it made me love Taylor, even though she instantly falls in love with anyone who's nice to her. So true. true. I have one complaint. I'm sorry. I have one question and one complaint. My one question is, why did Ryan go and do the whole fight club thing? Did he feel like he needed to be punished for what happened to Marissa, and that's why he fought the guy who was like twice his size? And my one complaint is that I hated that the end. I hated that they ended the show with a montage. It felt so out of place. But the worst thing is that they didn't have Taylor and Ryan getting back together, and that Ryan was able to actually settle down with one person instead of going from one relationship to another. When Marissa was alive, she would always she was always someone Ryan would fall back to when a relationship would end. A relationship would end and then Ryan would go back to Marissa and his stable relationship slash rock, and then they would fall apart and move on to different relationships. Arguably the be- biggest thing about season four is Ryan getting over Marissa and not holding on to the pain. Something that would have helped show that would be him getting into a long term stable relationship. Plus I really liked Ryan and Taylor together. So thank well, you, Sean. Okay. Yeah. Yes, thank let's you, go. Sean. For the fight club, I think that was Ryan in a deep depression and mm-hmm. just could not almost like how Marissa spiraled, Ryan spirals because yeah. He doesn't live at home anymore, and he's Sandy visits him. He's like, I want you to come home. I mean, he truly gets into this dark place where I can only imagine being with a, a person you love, get into a car accident, and she dies in yeah. your arms. Ugh. So, and 
Ryan, who's a fixer, and I, it makes sense for him to do what he did, especially since he's always had that anger in him. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of the pain, I feel like Ryan held on to the pain for a pretty good while. Hmm. And I mean, my opinion, especially with the Chrismica, because he imagines seeing Marissa in his dream. And if I'm understanding that correctly, like he's saying that he wished that Ryan hold held on to it more. I think that he's saying that he wished Ryan they would have showed Ryan in being in like a, a stable long-term relationship because of his and Marissa's like flip-flop always back oh, and see. forth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which I totally agree with. Like, yeah, in the last scene, I do remember it's some Seth Summer's wedding. And like, yeah. we did question like, are summer are Taylor and Ryan even in to get together at this point? We don't know. And like, it, yeah, it would have been nice to see Ryan kind of like get that, you know, typical, white house picket fence like career and relationship and like it would have been nice to see that for him since he came from such turmoil but so i can totally agree with that yeah but the way you even just said typical like mm-hmm. we didn't ryan does get a good career and he i'm pretty sure if i'm remembering the montage right he does become and we, we can assume he's an architect right and he right. sees a kid who looks vaguely familiar and reminds him of him, his past self right yeah so clearly Ryan had a really good outcome mm-hmm. and just because we don't see the relationship part of it I feel like Seth and Summer were such were the relationship of the show in terms of the couple that were, I'm so happy they ended up together and were right. endgame and so to see Ryan and Taylor end up together in my mind mm, no I think it would have been a cop out cop out yeah. yeah and I think we've talked about this before in After have, Dark yeah. but like yeah yeah I definitely I would have just liked him to just be just more stable I guess in the romantic sense but you are right yeah. like he does have everything else going for him and we so, just don't see it maybe right. he is right you know we yeah. just don't see the woman we didn't meet her right yeah but yeah. thank you. Yeah, thanks, Sean. I'm looking forward to watching four. I mean, Me I know, too. yeah, obviously in the beginning it's going to be really hard because they just leave off from Marissa dying. So it's not going to be easy to watch. I know. Um, and we've had yeah. requests for for guests like uh, Bobby and John mm-hmm. both want <laughs> episode one of season four. So funny. We'll have to see where we're at with yeah. that. <laughs> uh, Tish, she says, for some reason, I never realized that Taylor got into school in France. I'm sure I just didn't pay attention or didn't care. The writers were definitely setting us up for next year, which totally makes sense. Do you remember what happens to Taylor? Mm, doesn't she date the guy from the Korean restaurant? Yeah, but she gets involved. She has like this marriage with this French guy and he writes this book. I think oh. it's called like Summer for Peach. Oh, I kind of I kind of remember this. It's like an erotic novel. Yeah, I kind of remember this. It's so funny. It's so crazy in the and then ta- and then like Ryan I think I'm pretty sure guys you can Sean, you just watched so you can <laughs> correct. Uh like Ryan pretends to be Taylor's boyfriend mm. and to get like i think his name is jean michelle jean michelle or am i just <laughs> oh being self- selfish here okay anyway let's go over to mike i'm sure multiple people have already said this but i also thought julian frank's 
Frank had a baby. Mm-hmm. I think the bullet still marries Julie, another relationship she rushed into, but he's at her graduation, but he is not the father of the baby. Really? They marry? Huh. Huh. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Season four is going to be super fun. Uh, that pink Berkeley sweatshirt, all I think about is the scene from season four, Chrismaca, my favorite Chrismaca. I just can't wait until we get to that episode. So true because we see that hoodie in passing. Mm. Um, although I don't want to get there because that means it would be close to the end for Let's Talk OC. Yeah. Same. I know, Mike. Mm. I feel the same, buddy. Unless it'll just, it's called Let's Talk OC, the rewatch. And Michelle just watches it again. <laughs> we just force everyone to watch. It was so funny. I was speaking of watching it last night, Randy and I were FaceTiming and I was like holding my DVDs, my season three DVDs. And I was like, do you know who this person is? Do you know who this person is? And he's like, oh, isn't that the one from Gossip Girl? I'm like, no, that's Leighton Meester. Like he was so confused. And I was oh like, honestly, God. out of all the shows I podcast about, I would never subject you to any of them <laughs> except the OC. I was like, I feel like you would just enjoy it the most out of all the Aww. shows that I watch for the network. And like, I just feel like we should enjoy it together. He's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, so on. maybe we can get him. We can get him like, to watch them. Maybe. In, yeah, either he'll watch them and catch up for four or when Let's Talk OC ends, which I'm not rushing that. No, but never. <laughs> maybe fun bonus episodes would be like. Would be like. Yeah, him I think coming, it'd be fun. Yeah, like watching or I find someone new in my life and be like, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I'm going to record your thoughts. Okay, Vic, she says, Volchuk really seems to like Marissa. I just think if he maybe at least took an interest in her life or supported her with college or something other than partying, they could have made it work. Yeah. He, yeah, he gets upset when she tells him she's going to the sweater party or maybe he just really wanted to see her. I think he has this facade up of like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I also hate that this is the beginning of Sandy and Kirsten having problems again. Mm. Why do you think Sandy won't let go of the hospital thing? <laughs> we are all over it, so why isn't he? Right. I know. I, well. He's Well, he's been in this for so long, and like Aunt said when he was a guest, he has blinders on, mm-hmm. and he's in this business transaction. He just wants it to, you know, get somewhere. Right. I know. It's... It's just frustrating. It's boring. Yeah. And I don't want my parents to fight again because I feel like we, as mm-hmm. much as they've been good, I feel like we just did that. Right. Right. Uh, she then says, by the way, going back to last week, Julie does have Frank's baby. There's an <laughs> episode where everyone thinks it's Bullet's kid and she lets Caitlin know it's Frank's baby with a funny quote. Caitlin says this baby will come out with a cowboy hat and then she makes a comment like or a wife beater (laughs) (laughs) do um does caitlin come back before the end of three or just four yes she does yeah oh well i'm assuming well no that wouldn't make any sense because marissa dies pretty like late in the episode if i recall like towards the end of the episode like Mm -hmm. like the end okay Mm -hmm. yeah uh Jillian, knowing what's coming, Marissa in the Berkeley sweatshirt is obviously overwhelming and depressing. Totally. But is Ryan in the sweatshirt also overwhelmingly depressing? It seemed like he was so thrilled and to have him working in a Mexican restaurant after seeing how hard he worked and how excited he was is so upsetting. Mm. Do you remember he works in the Mexican restaurant? Uh, I remember like tough times for Ryan after this. I didn't remember really what happens with him with college. I guess does he not go? (laughs) 
I don't know if he goes later. Maybe. Yeah, I don't it, remember. Going local. I can't remember. I clearly remember like summer in college. How, yeah. Like, Huge. Awesome she was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, granted, it's kind of like season one when he left for Chino and came back. Even though we know he gets a happy ending, it's still kind of awful to behold Ryan's dream. Mm. Taylor going to France when we know she's a sex expert is so perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Jillian. And then Alicia. Regarding is it Ryan's baby or not? I, like Michelle, just assumed Teresa continued to lie about it Mm. being Ryan. Yep. (laughs) Why would they cast a light-haired boy with parents that both have dark hair if we're supposed to believe it's Eddie's baby? Do we know the baby's name? Mm. Now that we're almost to the end of season three, what do you both see as transformative moments for the core four characters? Good question. Mm. Like for the end of the season or just in general, like for the show? I think now that we're almost to the end of season three, maybe as where we are now, I mean, the fact that Summer, who she's becoming. Yeah. At specific moments, the fact that she, we find out that she's super smart. I mean, we always knew she was smart, but how high she got on the SATs. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of a Ryan moment where he didn't punch someone, but <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to think of those. There's so like many. It's, it's a good question that we should. I'll have to think about. Yeah, I have let's stew on that a little bit. We'll stew on that, Alicia, and we'll come back next week and after dark. Yeah, for you. But that's all of our questions and comments and after dark. Wow! Thank you, everyone. Guys, good stuff. It is good. Well. I'm just so shocked of my little remembrance of season four in terms of what, like, I remember Ryan working in the Mexican restaurant. I remember what happens with Taylor. I remember the ending. Uh, I remember the Lukes. <laughs> Luke's mm. twin brothers show up. I remember oh, my God. Cr- yeah. Yeah. The Lukes is what John and I call them because it's crazy. That's like the next generation, like the new class uh, is... Yeah. Caitlin, the Lukes, and Chris Brown. Right. It's yeah. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so <laughs> random. But we do get Che as Chris Pratt, which is so wild. Right. So there's definitely fun things to come. And there's a really fun episode coming in a couple of weeks where Ryan and Marissa do go. It's called like the College Try. And Summer views like tours brown and then seth shows up with anna and marissa and and psycho derek shows up too at college yeah and like he's like the person who gives her the tour it's fun interesting i don't remember that (laughs) yeah sorry to spoil it but no it's okay i I I did a shitty job much don't remember much yeah all right guys we will be back next week yeah 